Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals and the Flyers postponed in Philadelphia. The Olympics, a no-go for NHL players. And Assistant General Manager Ross Mahoney helps us evaluate the farm system. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, December 22nd. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. In an ending to the pre-Christmas portion of the schedule that only the Grinch would approve of, the Capitals and the Flyers postponed at Wells Fargo Center last night after more COVID problems in the Washington dressing room yesterday morning. With Evgeny Kuznetsov, Nicholas Backstrom, and TJ Oshie already in COVID protocol, the Caps began the morning skate yesterday in South Philly and And then Justin Schultz and then Daniel Sprong were pulled off the ice midway through the skate. Media availability was canceled, and the official word came shortly thereafter there would be no game played. All operations now for the Capitals have been shut down until December 26th, at which time the next round of testing will begin. Hopefully that five-day period will help get the team closer to good health. But as we mentioned on the show yesterday... It's going to be real difficult for the Capitals and any team to start right back up on the 27th, given the global circumstances. But as news breaks, we'll have it for you covered right here on Caps This Morning. All quiet today, going to stay that way until after Christmas. Amid many media reports on the subject yesterday and this morning, the NHL and the NHLPA have decided that going to the Olympics in Beijing will not happen now with a continued spread of the Omicron variants. Talks continue on how games will be made up in February, but as we said here yesterday, there's still going to be a sizable break for the players. Some of the month of February is going to be used to make up postponed games. Those discussions are ongoing. Before we go dark for a few days here on the show, my conversation from a few days back with Caps Assistant General Manager Ross Mahoney, talking Caps prospects and Hershey call-ups and the opportunity to evaluate organizational depth during the first half of the season. Joining us today here on Caps this morning, he is a longtime member of the hockey operations staff for the Capitals, first as the team's director of amateur scouting for 16 years, and for the last eight seasons, he has served the club as their assistant general manager, responsible for the NHL entry draft, club's developmental programs. Happy to have with us today, Ross Mahoney. Ross, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Your job, when it's all boiled down, I guess, is to find future Washington Capitals. How difficult has that job been during these unprecedented times the last two years? You had a lot of leagues that didn't even play last year, making it awfully tough to evaluate players. What's the last 24 months been like for you and your staff as you try to keep stockpiling that talent for the future? Yeah, it was really different. I remember being at a game in Berlin, Germany with, I think it was 18,000 people at the game, and I flew home the next day and got off the plane and everything was canceled. So you went from, uh, you know, being in a rink that was sold out, like I said, with 18,000 people to not being able to go to any games. You know, and that kind of progressed into doing a lot more video work as far as some of the leagues started up the next year, but they wouldn't allow scouts in the building or spectators. And 
some of the leagues were playing in bubbles. And so it was, it was a challenge in, in a lot of ways. You no know, more video scouting, hired a few more people part-time to help out in some of the areas that we probably couldn't get access to as far as being able to travel um, in certain regions. But, you know, it's the same for everybody in the league. So you work hard, you make do, you kind of alter your plans and tweak, tweak things a little bit and, uh, and move on. Specifically, the travel for you, Ross, is being based in Western Canada and Saskatchewan. Border closed as long as it was just for you personally. What has the travel situation been like? It's been tough for you to even get to the U.S., hasn't it? It was for a while, but I I must admit, I think the travel is probably tougher on my wife. She's used to me being gone a lot, and all of a sudden I was home for (laughs) quite a bit of the time, and we learned that I'm not ready to retire anytime soon, but I'll be okay when I do. Probably tougher on her, but yeah, it's it's a lot better now. But for a while, it's, you know, it's a lot of COVID testing, um, like I said, restrictions as to where you could go, which countries, which, you know, which leagues were playing, which leagues were allowing scouts, not allowing scouts. And, and sometimes that was changing on a daily or weekly basis as far as things, you know, you have to do, deal with a lot of diversity anyway, scouting with your travel, but you really had to be... Uh, I guess, do a better job of that as far as the adversity, not letting it get you down because things are always changing constantly. Caps fans have seen a lot of new names in the lineup over the course of the last few weeks, recalled from AHL Hershey. And I want to ask you about a couple of them and Alexei Protus maybe specifically here and the evolution of his game over the last two years. We had Hershey head coach Scott Allen on the show a couple of weeks ago and He talked about when he came back from the KHL and the adjustment back to North American hockey and now to being a guy who's played on the number one line. He's been on the power play. How have you seen his progression from maybe a couple of years ago to all of a sudden where he is now as a regular, at least for the moment, in the National Hockey League? I think Alexi... uh... Probably the biggest thing for him, and it may sound a little funny, was to quit growing. He first came on our radar as a 16-year-old. He played in the under-18 championships, played very well, and then he ended up moving on to the Western Hockey League in his draft year and playing for Prince Albert Raiders. And, you know, he had a kind of an up-and-down year there. I think he had 11 goals in 61 games or 62 games in the regular season, and then he puts in 12 goals in the playoffs. But, you know, talking with Curtis Hunt, the general manager in, in PA, I mean, there was a point during the year where he grew another inch. And, you know, that throws you off a little bit when you're 17 years old. And and then he did it again as a as an 18-year-old, and he grew another inch, almost an inch, and ended up being close to six foot six right now. I think it was a matter of, like I said, filling out that big body, getting a little more strength and, you know, with your skating pick us up a little bit, a little bit more because of the leg strength. And I was really impressed though when I saw him play the pre-Olympic qualification tournament in Slovakia, played very, very well there. They ended up losing to uh, the Slovaks, um, but I thought he's going to have a good chance to, you know, to make uh, an impact with the team this year. Playing on the top line with Alex Ovechkin, that's certainly not easy work either, and he seems to have done it pretty well when he's been called upon. Martin Faravari led off the parade of player development, and that was, I guess, kind of plan going back to camp. Not much else since the regular season began has, but not only making the team out of camp, Ross, but excelling with skating, physical side of the game, especially in his own end, and playing alongside John Carlson. Are you at all surprised in which just the speed that he's been able to pick up the game and not just come to the National Hockey League, but really excel over going into the first half of the season now? Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, Martin had a very good chance to be on the roster opening day, but uh, to be on the first pair, no, I wouldn't have said that. You know, I think that's a real testament to uh, 
the work and the effort he puts in, not just on the ice, but off the ice. And it's, he's always been like that. I know when he, his draft year, um, he was playing over an HV 71 in Sweden and the, uh, the trainers were tired of waiting for Martin to finish his workouts all the time. So they just gave him a key to the rink and said, make sure you lock up when you leave, you know? And I, so when you have that attitude and, and that commitment to be the best uh, you can be, I think that really bodes well for you. And, and I think it really helped Martin in his, uh, development and and being able to uh play with the capitals this year and as you said make a make a real impact he's played very well great anecdote about the rink and the work ethic too uh beck malenstein coming from western canada coming out of bc one of the later call-ups for the team in november this year we had seen him before the COVID pause albeit briefly and the story in which that he had to endure to get into the lineup this year last year when at least the Bears prospects got to play a little. Some got to play other places, like, like say, Protus, for instance. But, but for Beck Malenstein, an Achilles injury, he's out all season. He's not able to rehab in Hershey. He's home. He's isolated. He's on the other side of the border. I and mean, that's got to be tremendously lonely just in and of itself. But to see him get that call up and get some regular work here in these last few weeks in the NHL, it's a really nice story for Beck. And he's certainly added something to the fourth line around here, too. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I always describe Beck as being an honest hockey player. You know, he could really skate, gets in on the forecheck, always finishes his checks. I think you know what you're going to get from Beck every shift. I think he's done a very good job of uh, playing that role on the bottom six forwards, you know, like really. And as you said, I mean, he had that uh, torn Achilles and I think, you know, obviously it was a setback for him, but uh, he's a very, he's like Martin Faravari. You know, they're both very strong-minded young men and and I knew he would do everything he could to come back and, and be in great shape. And I think you have to give a lot of credit too to our uh, development team with Steve Richmond and, you know, Jim Slater and, and Brooks Orpik, along with the coaches in Hershey. I mean, these guys we have, they all go to Hershey first and then they, you know, they, they make their way up to the capitals. And so, you know, the, the, the amateur scouts start with the drafting, but then it's onto the development team and then onto some, some real good quality coaching in the American league. So it's a real collaborative effort. And I think that's what we're, we're seeing this year with, you know, the number of young players that we've had that have got an opportunity to play and, and also, you know, contributed when they have had that opportunity. Kind of sticking with that big picture idea, I had this conversation with Peter Laviolette and Brian McClellan, too, here on the show in the last couple of weeks. The silver lining in having the injury and absences due to illness, and certainly that doesn't do anybody any good overall, but it does, from a development standpoint, give you an idea on what you have in the system and playing with live ammo, so to speak, where you're coming up and not just getting that two game call up and you're playing with that energy of, Oh my gosh, I'm in the national hockey league, 10, 15, some of these guys, 20 games now in the NHL. And both of them said how valuable it is to be able to have that evaluation time. How does that help the organization moving forward for seasons to come when you've had this kind of experience? Yeah. I mean, you're always trying to project, you know, what these players will be and, and as you said, un- unfortunately for some of our older players that have had injuries, you never want to see anybody get get injured or or as we know with the, the sickness that, that's been going around, it has provided an opportunity for these young guys and they have, I think, you know, done very well. And I think it really helps Brian a lot and what he can do in the future. Now you're not just projecting, but you but you know what you have. And I think that plays into moves that he might make, you know, in the future. It lets us sort of know where these kids are at instead of, you know, trying to figure out where they're at. We actually know where they're at now. We know a lot of them where they can play and where they would fit in the lineup. And so in that sense, um, it's it's been very good, I think, for the organization to, to know that. 
Chatting with Assistant General Manager Ross Mahoney here on Caps this morning. Ross, going back to training camp, Connor McMichael looked like he might almost by necessity play a little bit on the wing as deep as this team was down the middle with Backstrom and Kuznetsov and Eller and Dowd, but circumstances have dictated otherwise. Nick Backstrom only now getting back into the lineup. Nick Dowd has been in and out. Lars Eller spent time in COVID protocol. So the vast majority of his time has come at center, which is his position going back to when he was in junior after playing a little bit of wing two but where do you see him with the caps when this day actually comes and we know it will one day where the caps get to be healthy again where do you see the progression of Connor McMichael here yeah that's I mean it's really interesting what you said about playing you know both the wing and center he did it in London where he played both positions uh more wing when he was younger center when he was older uh you know, his first year with the World Junior Team for Canada, he played the wing, and then he ended up playing center his second year with the World Junior Team. I think when it all shakes out, I mean, he can do both, but I think he'll probably, uh, I think he could be a center. What's a typical day like for you? I guess you could go either in the last two years where it's changed a lot, or I think fans would be interested to know just even in normal times prior to March 2020, what is a day in the life of Ross Mahoney? It's a lot of travel. It's a lot of evaluating. It's a lot of listening to your scouts and seeing what guys need to be looked at here by Washington. Is there such a thing as a typical day in the life of Ross Mahoney? Yeah, I guess it you know depends probably if I'm on the road or not. But I mean, a lot of times... You know, it's out for a couple of weeks on a road trip anywhere in North America or over in Europe. And as you said, evaluating players uh, either for this draft or, or for the next draft or keeping an eye on players that are already drafted by other teams in case there's trades. The beginning of a trip could be a two or three hour flight, let's say from my home in Regina to uh, Toronto and then get the rental car, get to the hotel, get changed right away, hop in the car, drive two hours to a, to a game, watch the game, which would take another three hours, drive a couple hours back to the hotel. You still haven't written a report or, or done anything like that. Uh, you know, making calls the whole time to your all your area scouts and, and, and seeing what's going on in those areas and, you know, reading their reports. Uh, there's lots of reports to read that the scouts are doing. Um, a lot of communication with our head scout, with Steve Bowman, you know, making sure that we've, we've got everything covered and, and also a lot of collaboration with Chris uh, Wagner, you know, our director of hockey operations. Uh, so it's a, uh, it's busy, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and I've uh, been so fortunate, you know, as you were alluded to before, with the number of years I've been with the organization, and I think it was hired in the, in the summer of 97, so that's a long time ago, so really, really lucky to uh, work for such a good organization, good ownership. It's busy, but it's uh, when you love your job, it's uh, it doesn't seem like a job, you know, so it's it's uh, it's been awesome. Well, for the fans who have seen the players come up, especially this year and having some of the backstory of where they come from, just a fascinating conversation, Ross. Thank you so much for taking some time to pull back the curtain here and talk about your job, future of the organization, and hopefully we'll see you in Arlington sometime here before too long. But thanks for joining us here this morning. Well, my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. Appreciate the conversation with Ross Mahoney. It has been perhaps the biggest bright spot for the organization so far this season with so many players contributing to the cause and a capital still finding ways to win hockey games. That's going to do it for us for now. Not a break we were expecting to have, but keep the faith and hope that we'll be back at it here sometime next week. In the meantime, everyone, have a safe holiday season. We'll be back as news breaks and as games return. Let's hope. We get back to the ice real soon. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cavs! 
Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.